0: that like affect the way you presented yourself in the future
1: yeah for sure because after that I grew my hair out I mean I like Mm -hmm. my long hair now right but I definitely stopped dressing you know like I wanted to
0: hi everybody welcome back to uh Kogan's creative writing podcast authors anonymous I'm your host Alana Beasley and today I'm here with a regular Michaela Bowman. Hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> and a special guest today, our poetry master,
2: Gabe Chris.
0: Yes. Woo, <laughs> We're so excited today. <laughs> and as usual, we wanted to start us off with the quote of the day. I'm very excited for this one. I picked this one out myself, mm-hmm. so I'm going to read it. It is from James Baldwin's book, Giovanni's Room. Somebody. Your father or mine should have told us that not many people have ever died of love, but multitudes have perished and are perishing every hour in the oddest places for the lack of it. Uh, Giovanni's Room is one of my favorite books. It's a 1950s queer classic where the main character lives in shame for loving another man. And I think this novel, and quote, go hand in hand with Gabe's poem that we're going to read today, Space, because David believes that there's no space or future for a man like him in the world. But as the quote says, like... People live in misery because they don't think they can love and live they w- the way they want to. So instead, they choose not to love at all.
1: That's deep, man. Yeah. <laughs> love <laughs> that one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, so I kind of just spoke about Gabe's poem a little bit, but it is called Space. We love it. I yes. oh my read it for the first time, got chills, knew I had to bring them on. So I think we should get started. Yeah. Gabe, if you'd like to. All
2: right. Here goes. <coughs> There is no space for you here, someone like me, people like us. We break our hands, reaching for goals we have no business even looking at. And while I flooded my streets with the sweat and tears I lost just to learn my own worth, they sweep their sidewalks of the dirt from my shoes. They are haters of love, catalysts of sameness, builders of walls upon grave sites, echo chambers that reflect only what makes them feel comfortable. They will not open their doors for those who stitch themselves up after being ripped apart, who became new people after being told they weren't who they are. We are rag dolls, sock puppets, DIY exe projects made from scraps in your kitchen drawer, given the option to disintegrate in the back of cabinets or reclaim ourselves from being erased. There is no space for me, so I will make some. I am my best friend, unapologetically selfish, insufferable and bitter. Your comfort with my identity is not my business. I do not fluff pillows for the chronically asleep. I do not bust tables for the willingly starved. It may be in corners and closets, but there has always been space. There will always be space.
0: Ugh.
1: Oh, Gabe. Literally love it. Every single line I really felt. Just so many emotions. And I think that's a big thing about writing is, you yeah. know, it's meant to make you feel something. Right. And this, this definitely,
0: you know, hit home, at least for me. Right. This is what poetry is about. I love reading pieces like this uh, where they just instill so much emotion in readers. And something that's, uh, what's the word? <laughs> <laughs> like the word for not straightforward girl something that's like (laughs) (laughs) open for interpretation enough that so many people can relate to it
1: oh my gosh it's on the tip of my tongue um ambiguous
0: sure I don't know what that means (laughs) (laughs) but I'll take that so I wanted to ask you a few questions Gabe if Mm -hmm. that's okay with you I wanted to know what your headspace was when you were writing this piece
2: well um I guess one of the first feelings that I feel when I think about it is just kind of exhausted. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been openly part of the LGBT community for a long time. Mm-hmm. I came out a while ago, and even before then, I was not your typical kid i never I was made fun of a lot I was bullied a lot, so you know it gets to a point where I'm just kind of fed up with it you know i'm I'm almost grown you know I've learned to love myself yeah. and. On my own, I figured that out. And at this point, I just kind of kind of tired of people Mm -hmm. just not minding their business. At this point, you know, it's just kind of exhausting to just have to constantly defending yourself from people who don't even know who you are questioning Mm -hmm. you, you know.
0: Yeah. Um and bouncing off of that, was there a specific event that brought you to this feeling of exhaustion? Or just a series of events over time.
2: Actually, yes, there is um, a specific event. Mm-hmm. I um, when was it twenty twenty after after my sophomore year got cut short. Mm-hmm. I um, I published an article in the U.S. Lacrosse Magazine yes, about. I l- yes, I yep. remember. I read that. that. I yes. remember that. <laughs> uh, but it was about my experience as a transgender lacrosse player. Correct. Um, and that was during their Pride Month where they published a lot of pieces from lgbt players across Mm -hmm. the world Mm -hmm. and um my article got posted on their instagram and on their website and um it got a large response uh and there was a lot of positivity and um people messaging me saying that their my story helped them and that they're going through something similar but there was a lot of really horrible comments from you know even lacrosse coaches players Uh adults parents of players it was I want to emphasize that there were a lot of adults in my messages, and I was 16, yeah, um, wow. but, you know, messaging me that I'm gross, that I'm going to hell, that I'll never be this and that, wow. and, oh, I could tell you're a girl, this and that. It was just <sighs> nasty. It was horrible. And, you know, there's, they're basically saying, you know, there's no room for people like you in lacrosse. Yeah. Um, you know, this, lacrosse isn't about politics. You know, all this is a crap, you know. Sorry, I don't know oh if i to say crap on this <laughs> podcast. But, um, you know, I felt really beat up that I was not wanted and right. I've been playing lacrosse since I was seven years old. So it was right. not something I wanted to give up right. quietly, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, at there was a point where I kind of wanted to quit because I could not play in the girls' team anymore. It was just, I couldn't. Mm-hmm. And joining the boys' team was going to be really tough, I'd find out. Right. But um, eventually I, you know, I started training. I went to clinics. I watched game film. I, I studied and worked out a lot to learn how to make that transition into boys lacrosse, and I had to uh, uh, do an appeal for the with the Virginia High School League to oh, be able wow. to be um, eligible to play boys sports. I had to get notes. I had to do an interview. It was a long process, but I was allowed to play, and I made the varsity team mm-hmm. um, this past season, my yeah. junior year. Um, so that really, you know, it was really scary for me that something I was so passionate about would be so unwelcoming to right. me. Right.
0: And there's no reason for people to have an opinion on... Absolutely (laughs) not.
2: That's what I wrote about in my article was that, you know, it has nothing to do with it. I'm on the field. I'm not thinking about my teammates' political opinions, all this crap. They could be transphobic. And, I, you know, we can talk about that off the field. But when it's during the game, it just doesn't matter. I'm playing a team sport. We're a team. We're working for one goal together to win the game, you know. But um, the poem space is about how I kind of made my way into Mm -hmm. it I was being told that I didn't belong Mm -hmm. but I did it anyway and look where it got me you know Mm -hmm. I'm I'm gonna make varsity again this year I don't want to jinx anything but um you know I just all these people will tell you you don't belong so you just you got to make that room for Mm -hmm. you you got to force it and it it'll happen
0: and getting these comments from a whole bunch of people online Mm -hmm. did it Cause you to to change the way that you perceived yourself the way that or were you comfortable enough and to just kind of say like they don't know anything like I'm not gonna listen to what you're saying I'm gonna still be me
2: yeah um I was lucky that I had reached a point in yeah. my life where mm-hmm. I was not affected by that because you know you get so much you hear that so many times you get used to it Right. Um but something I've learned is that people will say whatever they think hurts you the most no matter what they actually think mm-hmm. um because I know that when people saw me on Instagram they didn't actually think I looked like a girl. They only said that cuz the picture yep. was trans, you <laughs> Yeah. <know? laughs> right. And if I had said that I was a girl they would have said i looked like a boy you know it's because yep, right. i when i was younger and i had i was identifying as a lesbian people told me oh well you look like a boy you look like a boy but yep. then when i transitioned oh you look like a girl yeah. like, they can <laughs> say right. whatever will hurt you the most yes. because they're afraid of things that they don't understand mm-hmm. so i just know that they're ignorant and they don't know what yeah. they're talking about so i don't i don't pay any mind to it
0: but oh props to you cuz you said you're at a point in your life at 16 mm-hmm. where you didn't care what other people think i think people It takes people,
1: people at 40 still don't. No, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Do you think that if you had shared your story, like with this article, any earlier, do you think you would have had the strength to face those responses?
0: Mm -hmm.
2: That's a good question. Um, I'm not sure. If I had gotten the opportunity earlier, I probably definitely would have done it because the positivity I got still helped me a lot. And right. the fact that u s lacrosse like the people mm-hmm. who are in charge of lacrosse leagues in the whole country so backed me, that was enough because you know you're some nobody who coaches at a random high school in, right. in the u s but the entire u s lacrosse itself is on my side then you know i, I can't, I'm kind of winning here <laughs> so <laughs> right. uh, I think I probably would have been all right, especially that like my close friends and um the girls' lacrosse team I was playing on for colgan they were on my they were backing me too mm-hmm. um and that really gave me the s- extra leg up to find the confidence to m- make the steps to try to get into boys lacrosse. So I, I think I, I wish I would have been able to do it earlier, but I'm glad I got the opportunity in at all.
0: Yeah, I love that mindset that you have. <laughs> like, I got the higher ups on my side. Yeah, so exactly, right? F you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wanted to actually talk about some specific lines Mm -hmm. that resonated with me and I'm sure other people when you said they sweep the sidewalks of the dirt from my shoes. The way I interpreted that line is that people are trying to erase you and Mm -hmm. erase your footprint and pretend that you don't exist or people like you don't exist. And, I really like this line, because I feel like it's timeless, and it applies to mm-hmm. so many things. Like oh, for sure. So many things in history, like people, the U.S. is trying to erase, yeah. or the government is trying to erase mm-hmm. and pretend that it didn't happen. So I really wanted to highlight that line, and mm-hmm. props to you. Love that one.
2: <laughs> Thank you.
0: Oh, I don't know what else to ask.
1: Um, one thing I kind of wanted to touch on, one of the last lines of your poem Your comfort with my identity is not my business. I do not fluff pillows for the chronically asleep. I do not bust tables for the willingly starved. I think that really, that hit home for me because, you Mm -hmm. know, my kind of perspective on it is you know, there's always going to be people out there who aren't going to like you. Mm -hmm. Whether it be for how you dress or how you identify or who you love or, you know, what dessert you like. Like, it really doesn't matter. There's always going to be somebody out there who doesn't Like you for some part of who you are, I think that making the stance, you know, I do not fluff pillows for the chronically asleep. Like just because you identify one way does not mean it's your job to go and explain it to everybody else. You Mm -hmm.
2: know, yeah, Yeah. um, that that is exactly what I was trying to say. Because Mm -hmm. for any person who's part of a marginalized group, whether you're a person of color, LGBT, you're disabled. People want you to teach them everything. Yep. And I'm okay with respectful questions. Mm-hmm. But like I said, there were adults in my private messages saying horrible things. And I was 16. You know, it's not my job to educate some grown person on the world. Like, it's mm-hmm. 2021. Like, you need to get yeah. with the times. It is not my responsibility. I'm focusing on myself, mm-hmm. you know. And that's another thing I think is something that we're teaching people is not okay is to put yourself first. And that's something you know, once I learned to do that, I became so much happier, Mm -hmm. but you know, it's not, I'm trying to be happy and live my life, and I can't just, I can't write a whole book for every person I meet on how I identify, and Mm -hmm. what the LGBT community is, and all this stuff, it's, it's time-consuming, it's exhausting, that's what I said earlier, it's very tiring to feel like that's my responsibility.
1: Yeah, for sure, and it definitely, you know, for me at times I feel almost like a search engine where exactly. it's like people are just yeah. typing in their questions and just yeah. parading me and it's like, okay, like I exist outside of the confines of my identity. Like you you can go out of your way to do external research about these things if you have questions about it. Mm-hmm. You know?
0: Yeah. But I also it's <laughs> exhausting <laughs> having people always come to you and mm-hmm. always like use you as like you said, a search engine, mm-hmm. but I also respect it in a way because oh, sure. I like that. We're making, making strives to, to actually educating ourselves. Cause yeah. 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 In the past people would just be like, right. Hey, you're like if there. You yeah. <laughs>
1: if you don't understand it, just kind of ignore it. And yep. the problem will go away. I'm doing yep. finger quotes, but obviously you can't see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's
2: the difference between like a respectful question because right. people exactly. will send hate your way and then claim, well, I didn't understand. I didn't yep. know. <laughs> well then why did you, say something about something you don't understand. Why did you right. make such a strong opinion if you don't get it? Like mm, yep. I don't I'm not res- answering your questions respectfully anymore. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think everything that we've just talked about uh goes into the line I am my best friend mm-hmm. unapologetically selfish. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put myself first. I will be selfish because that is the way I'm going to be happiest. And that's the way that I'm going to I don't know live my best life, yeah. I guess. I think
2: there's a I believe that there's a huge issue with um especially our generation that we're being taught that we have to be so humble and we can't Uh express Mm self-love or you're selfish or cocky or showing off but once I learned to just take a compliment and you know yo you look good today I know I look good I put this outfit together (laughs) I know my hair looks good I know I'm good at this this and that once I learned to do that I became so much more confident and matter of fact when you learn to do that and you become confident you're able to put other things first you cannot put other things first. If you are not in the right headspace, yeah.
1: Exactly. That's Retweet a great way of putting that. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Go ahead, Gabe. You're just going off today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Kind of going off of that, I feel like, you know, being selfish has a hugely negative connotation nowadays. And exactly. yes, of course, there are definitely situations where being selfish is not the move. Yeah. But, you know, you are the only person who's been with you 100% of the days in your life. You know, you have to wake up with yourself every single morning. You you can't get rid of yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. duh. But, you know, like to be able to come from a place of self-love and acceptance and being, you know, okay with who you are, that's how you're going to be able to focus on other things and focus on different passions because you're not caught up in, oh, how do these people think of me? You know, I have to do Mm da-da-da-da-da to try and fit in and try and find space for myself where there might not be any. Yep. Once again, space. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Quick question. Mm -hmm. So how long did it take you to kind of write this poem? Like, did it, was it over the course of a couple of days? Was it just kind of, oh, this thing happened and you just, like the words... Like, yeah. kind of flowed out. like I how was wondering, did, too. Yeah, how was the process in writing this poem?
2: Um, I feel like it was kind of, like, a brain vomit moment. Yep. You know, small totally dates here that. and there. But mm-hmm. it just, it's one of my more flowy, just thought, pro- thought, what is the word? Train of thought, mm-hmm. writing things. Because um, this is not my normal style. <laughs> um, I, I've written a few like this, but m- mine are more, like, short, concise, Um poems but this is more of the way I think I -hmm. guess Um, so no it was just exactly how I was feeling and thinking about what happened to me yeah Mm -hmm.
0: thank you Gabe so much for reading and talking a little bit about the story behind this piece I think a lot of people can relate to Mm -hmm. some struggles that you talked about today and will feel soulless for knowing that they're not alone mm-hmm. in the way that they're feeling so once again thank you very much thank, thank you for thank having you. me Ugh, anytime <laughs> actually anytime <laughs> anytime send seriously. over those pieces uh, <laughs> send. i got plenty <laughs> uh thank you all for listening once again i'm alana i'm Michaela. and i'm gabe
1: oh thank you guys <laughs> see you later <laughs> thank you guys Bye. all right authors anonymous out, out.